The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2431. Today on another What to Watch Now episode, we're going to talk about the joy of making The Mandalorian. Punch it. Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, we're talking about Star Wars joy and one of the things I think that jumps out most clearly to me after watching the Disney Gallery episode about The Mandalorian Season 2 is joy. The amount of joy that everybody brings to the creation of this show and by extension to making any Star Wars story in general, but certainly for this show, is just profound and, and yes, that's what we're talking about today is the Disney Gallery episode for season two of The Mandalorian, which runs a little bit more than an hour or so. And there are some wonderful highlights in there. There are some things as a fan that, of course, you wish you had gotten a bit more of and didn't. And there's also a little bit of sadness, too, especially watching it now as opposed to when it had come out on, was it Christmas Day, I think? Yes, I think that's right. So, of course, all the directors and all the technical people, all the crew, you know, all of those folks are extremely excited about what they're doing and their passion comes through. It's wonderful to hear Carl Weathers talk about doing his particular episode because he is a first-time director for The Mandalorian, but he's done other work. And to hear, for example, Ryan Watson, who is the stunt coordinator, talk about the physicality that Carl Weathers brings in his action movie experience and how he brought something different to the table as compared to, you know, everybody else. It was great to have that new element and there were kudos all around for the job that he did for that. And it was also terrific to hear Robert Rodriguez who directed the episode The Tragedy, that's uh, chapter 14, or episode 6 from season 2 if you prefer. The episode where Boba Fett really arrives and we get to see him fight like the person that we had heard about all along and to hear Tamora Morrison talk about how he was excited to be able to revisit the character and really become the son of Jango Fett and how they wanted to make sure that he was everything that anyone had ever imagined from the moment that they saw him on screen in The Empire Strikes Back. That kind of commitment is just so wonderful and it makes me feel like the Book of Boba Fett show is in the right hands with Robert Rodriguez being involved in the production and development of that show. I've said it before on the podcast, you know, over the course of many years that everything that's been presented to us about Boba Fett has made me be like, eh, Boba Fett, who cares? Meh. You know, this is really the first time I've thought, okay, I get it. I get it. And so, you know, thanks to The Mandalorian and to Robert Rodriguez and to Morrison for really making me care about the character. 
and giving a whole generation of fans, multiple generations of fans, the opportunity to see what that character could really be. So that's fantastic. And, you know, moving on to, you know, jumping out of order, basically, to the stinger that they had at the end of the final episode of the season the fact that they recreated Jabba's palace like that was all built there was no volume trickery or anything like that it was just not feasible for them to do it so these kinds of behind the scenes details are just so amazing and incredible and that's one of the things that I love about these Disney gallery series and about you know anything that does behind the scenes stuff so they talk about how committed they were to recreating it and even Dave Filoni talks about how the desire to recreate it and do it so perfectly is not just to create the experience for fans watching it but that it's also to honor all the cast and crew and people who worked on Return of the Jedi back in the 80s and respecting their development and their um, contributions to the Star Wars saga and that sentiment I thought was just beautiful and then even down to the touches like having Matthew Wood play the role of Bib Fortuna because he actually played it in The Phantom Menace and to give him that staff that he had which according to the you know folks talking on the behind the scenes documentary that never appeared in the film but that was an accessory that the Bib Fortuna action figure came with back in the 80s and that's why he had that thing that stuff is just amazing as far as like things that I wanted to see as a fan, well, it was terrific to see Katie Sackhoff on set and on the first day of her being on set and Rosario Dawson on set. And you know, you hear them talking, you hear their excitement, but there are interview segments that are done throughout the episode and you know, they don't really get that. And I wanted to hear more from those two people specifically because I think those two along with Tamora Morrison as Boba Fett like those were the three big reveals from this season the three major characters that were brought back into the story and they have time with Tamora Morrison which is great but I was hoping for more with Rosaria Dawson and Katie Sackhoff unfortunately. And I can understand why they might only do one episode of this instead of eight like they did with the first season. And maybe, you know, that was a function of looking at how many people actually streamed all the episodes from the first season. And maybe they just didn't have as many things to, you know, talk about or reveal comparatively for the second season to do multiple episodes. But, you know, I guess from a length perspective, it was probably about the length of two of those episodes from season one. But I feel like they could have done more. I would have loved more that so that's just you know fan desire more than actual critical complaint and the sad thing is the business with Cara Dune and Gina Carano and we've talked about that on the show and so I'm not going to revisit you know the issues around it or anything like that the thing that just makes me sad is that it's clear that she has a passion for the work and she has a genuine appreciation for Pedro Pascal and Carl Weathers and for everybody who is working hard to make The Mandalorian the best it can possibly be. And there's appreciation for her as well. And so, you know, uh, being a human is a messy endeavor. And yes, you know, there are perhaps lines that have to be drawn at some point. And, you know, while I, you know, certainly respect that, it doesn't necessarily mean that I have a clean cut of well 
line crossed, we're done, you know? Like, there's still sadness about the whole situation, too. And so I do hope that we don't lose the character. You know, the character was compelling. Gina Carano made the character compelling, and I hope we get to see this character continue on in some fashion. And I also wanted more from Giancarlo Esposito because even just showing him on set, he is so into it and he is so joyful as well. I wanted more of him too. Uh, oh well, you know, <laughs> ultimately it is a terrific distillation of stuff from behind the scenes from season two and it goes through progressively. Okay, that was the other thing I wanted. They say nothing about that shock cameo at the end of the season, you know, the one. And if for some reason you haven't seen it, then go watch it. <laughs> but I don't even need to say it because you know what I'm talking about. But there's nothing about that either, and that was a bummer too. But still, a lot of great stuff from, you know, the, the costume design to the makeup and effects and the fact that they went to a, you know, physical... Uh, on-location shoot for the first time ever, which wasn't very far. It was Simi Valley, which is <laughs> probably a couple hours traffic-wise, but, you know, it's only about, you know, 20, 30, 40 miles maybe. Yeah, it's not very far, but still, you know, the fact that the, you know, the tragedy, which is the episode where Grogu gets kidnapped by the Death Troopers, right? So normally they would shoot when they needed full sun on a space on the back lot where they have the volume, but even the back lot was not big enough. And so they went out to Simi Valley and were just having to haul things up into the hills. And it was an actual, honest to goodness, location shoot for the first time for them. And that's thrilling and exciting as well. The fact that they are you know, willing to commit and to be able to do something like that. And again, this was all done before COVID. So they were out in Simi Valley before the pandemic happened and were able to do those sorts of things. So, you know, it certainly makes you hopeful for the possibility that they could expand their horizons in season three and beyond. So if you have Disney Plus, I hope you check it out. It really is worth your time. And yeah, it's the joy. It does really transfer that idea of joy. So many people are so joyful about what they get to do and what they get to create. And that is a wonderful feeling that is worth sharing. And I'm glad that Disney is doing that by showing these behind the scenes things like with Disney Gallery of the Mandalorian. And that is where we're going to leave this episode of the show. If there was anything particularly remarkable about season two of The Mandalorian in its creation that you want to talk about, then chime in at facebook.com slash sw7x7 or youtube.com slash sw7x7 or even at home base at sw7x7.com and check out the comments for this episode on the blog post there. And that's going to do it. So it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for this episode, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.